Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card. And after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa. So I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> They sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Charles Mingo, and here to talk with you guys about the slate. And I'm joined by, uh, you know, one of my buddies over here. He's rocking the cowboy hat. Uh, Grant Niefer, how's it going? Yeah, they can't see him rocking the cowboy hat. Um, yeah, we tried recording this earlier, and then we had to switch out and send me over a new link and decided to switch things up and throw on the hat for the second time we tried this. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I believe you wore that yesterday when uh, we got all the, the White Sox calls. I had a pretty good night with the White Sox the other night, so that was really awesome. And I believe you, uh, you know, the home run derby, you picked all the White Sox and you kind of stuck with it, and uh, I believe it uh, turned out pretty well for you. It, it turned out pretty well. It, uh, Bundy may have cost me 30, 40 grand, but no, still a profitable night. I'm going to be happy, and I just made Dane and Cardi look foolish, kind of, not really, because Juna still outscored. Bundy by about 10 points <laughs> yeah well I mean hey, I, I Mookie Betts kind of hurt me too I had like a nice top 20 finish with it with a nice goose egg like you had too with Betts so nothing you can do about that now I gotta uh, you know jazz games going on right now and I gotta hope that uh you know with Ricky Rubio going out uh dodge big t on Twitter if they lose Mitchell was carrying before hopefully he can carry away while we do this podcast kind of check out the games for you guys and uh it's not a pretty uh slate here for you I think it's a, it's nice though that we have the, the slates are split. We have like eight games during the day, you know, eight games tonight, which is really awesome, Grant, right? Just uh, all the MLB uh, DFS action tomorrow. So that'll be fun. Uh, nice, nice kind of split. Perfect. It's not like, uh, you know, nine and like, you know, five or something weird where it's just like not enough on each slate. So that'll be awesome. I'm sure you'll be playing the games all day, won't you? Oh, yep. You know I will. All right, well, let's dive in and let's talk about this slate. And uh, pitching uh, is a little ugly. We're not going to go – we're going to do it a little differently just for this slate just because it seems like it was better to go game by game rather than position by position. So, uh, yeah, let's start off with the first game of the slate, Grant. And uh, it's a 7.05 start here. We got the Cardinals. We got the Pirates. Eight run total. And, uh, you know, the Cardinals are favorites. And we got Jack Flaherty on the mound and Trevor Williams. What's your kind of take on these two pitchers here? I mean – because of the bad slate, I think Flaherty's in play. We've seen good games out of him before. We've seen another good game this year uh, from him. He was pitching pretty well in AAA. He doesn't have the greatest stuff in the world, but you just look at all the guys on the slate, and it's just so ugly outside of McCullers that he just pretty much has to be in play. It's not the greatest matchup in the world. It's not the worst matchup in the world. But he did get nine strikeouts in his last game, ended up with a cool 23 points. He can do this again, and he's one of the few guys around this range that really has the potential to do that. So he's in play for GBPs, and if you don't, if you want to pay up for a few bats, then he's in play for cash. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you on that one. Uh, it's just uh, these pitchers, though, are not really guys I love. And I heard you say hey, in cash, like you're, you think you could you could pull that off here. I mean, I know the pitching is is not pretty today, but you really think you can get you can play him in cash? I mean, you have the choice. You want to play McCullers and Wood, which I believe he's playing in the second game in cash. If you can't go there, then I mean, really, who else? What's another guy you can trust? I mean, Tanaka is going against the Angels. They don't really we'll get to that game later. I mean, maybe Lucchesi. Like, there's not a whole lot of great options. 
So of the options that we do have, if you're not taking McCullers and Wood, then Flaherty's not the worst option in the world compared to a lot of these other guys. Yeah, and I kind of like the idea of, like, you know, young pitcher. He's not a, you know, young pitcher. He's a little talented. He's not like, you know, uh, Bueller type of talented, Walker Bueller, who if you guys played last, you know, last time out, he's, he was pretty good. But uh, he's still not a bad pitcher. And against the Pirates, I know their strikeout rate is not the highest. But, uh, hey, I, if they don't get lefty heavy too much, I think Flaherty could be fine. It's a good pitching environment, like the pitcher's park and everything. So, uh, yeah, I think Flaherty is someone that we want to consider. And he's certainly in play, more so on two pitcher sites. Uh, I don't know. Let me see on Fandle really quick uh i, I kind of I'm, I'm protesting them a little bit Grant. i don't know if you saw what they did about the early slate tomorrow i'm kind of annoyed that they they have it split up really odd they couldn't just put it all together and make it easier uh but let me pull up uh, that really quick uh and just see because sometimes these younger guys they, they get like egregious price tags and are just way too cheap uh, we have them at 6.2k so if you're jamming in the bats and uh this slate has a lot of really uh bad pitchers and you kind of want to get some bats in there so uh yeah, I don't. I don't hate going him over there for for six point two k. If you have to go super cheap, could you agree on that? That price tag is too cheap. Where I think in tournaments it's it's viable. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I think that yeah, definitely it's it's viable considering the slate. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And no, no Trevor Williams for you. I'm going to pass on him. Uh, just uh, one of those pitchers that I feel like we don't need to target. Correct. I mean, there's four or five options that are four to eight hundred dollars more expensive so no not 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 touching him all right well talk to me about the bats uh what do you kind of want to do here with the bats in this game like i think uh you know pirates i'm probably gonna fade them uh, i'll just stay away don't don't need to go that route but uh i think the cardinal side of the ball is pretty interesting wouldn't you agree yeah yeah i mean they're i don't know if i'd pay four eight for fam like maybe but the rest of the guys like they're all in play they're all a little bit cheaper um if you need to play some guys in cash that you need a cheaper price tag, this could be one of the spots where you can go. I mean, they don't have the highest implied run total, but there are guys that are just a little bit too cheap for the price tag. I mean, Carpenter, if he's leading off, like I'm not a huge fan of him, but 3-8, it's cheap enough to throw into cash at a second or third base spot. Ozuna, Fowler are both in play. Like, I, you, you can really go with any of the guys at the top of the orders in cash, and this full stack is in play. I mean, you have a young pitcher in Williams who – he doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys. He doesn't walk a huge amount. But if the ball's being put in play a lot, then he could end up with getting beat up pretty early going against this Cardinals team. Yeah, it's interesting, too. If you look at his, uh, you know, the data from last year, so it's our contact uh, last season. Uh, he gave a lot more against righties rather than lefties, which I think was pretty interesting uh, for Trevor Williams. And if you look this year, I mean, it's pretty similar. It's kind of kind of, uh, kind of, of the same. So uh, I think it's more of the righties you want to look at rather than the lefties. I still do like Carpenter either way. I'm, I'm a big Matt Carpenter fan. I like his price. He's normally a guy that's just uh, too cheap and gets, like, the, the nice position flexibility. So he's someone that's certainly in play for me in this game that I, I think I want to target. And then these righties like fam jose martinez ozuna even fowler it's just, if they've got jj jerko in there i mean he's a guy that has uh you know he's a kind of crushes righties more than lefties it seems like so uh yeah i think that a lot of these cardinals are more so in play and i kind of don't mind this stack on this slate and i think there's there's some good options like for cheap where you can kind of mix and match with your cash games uh that about wrap up this game great want to go on to the next one yeah yeah i, I mean i i think that Flaherty is a young guy. He has been blown up. I mean, he has five, he has five stars, I think, in his career. And I think three of them, he had four more runs given up. So I wouldn't take any of these Pittsburgh guys as one-offs, but I think that the stack is in play. 
Yeah, uh, that, that that's perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, I'm not expecting Jack Flaherty, you know, uh, you know, just go insane. But I do think uh, do think he's certainly in play at that price. And just the pitching is ugly down low here. We'll we'll, we'll keep going, and you'll understand. Uh, we got Tigers. Baltimore Orioles, and there are two bad pitchers on the mound. There were two bad pitchers today, and, uh, hey, not a lot of runs were scored, but, hey, we got two other ones, and hopefully they can make up for yesterday. Francisco Liriano, he can have big games, but he also can have bad games, and when he's missing, he's missing. He'll walk a ton of guys, and then he'll just get hit really hard. So when Liriano's not on, he is not on, and when he's on, he is on. So it's just kind of – what Liriano will come out. And then on the opposite side, we have Andrew Kashner, who's a guy that we obviously love to stack against in DFS. So uh, what are you kind of doing here with this game? Uh, what bats do you like? And do you like any of these pitchers? Probably not, right, Craig? I, 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 yeah, I'm not taking any of these pictures. I mean, I guess you can take a chance with Liriano. I mean, he's going up against a Baltimore team that strikes out a pretty high clip, but it's strictly a tournament play. And there's about four guys slightly more expensive that I think are better than him. And one or two guys cheaper than him that I think are better than him. So I'm not going to go against it. But like you said, at any given point, he can get real beat up. So I think it is a spot where you do not trust Liriano Cash. It's strictly a GPP flyer. Cashner, I'm not stacking against him. I've learned my lesson. Uh, his numbers are not great by any means, but he consistently like doesn't get blown up. I mean, the worst outing you can pop he's had that I can remember in the last year and a half is four run- runs. I'm sure he's done worse than that once, but like for someone as bad as his stuff is, he does not get blown up. There's, I, I, I think I'm just done stacking against Kashner for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think my, uh, I think my big, uh, my big, one of my, like my, my, you know, you have like your first big DFS win, right? I, I it was stacking against Andrew Kashner, so uh, I have like a little like a uh, soft spot for stacking against him, I should say. Uh, and I do think that uh, Kashner is a guy that I'm, I want to stack against a little bit. But again, the Tigers, their, their bats are not the greatest to be rostering. Uh, I think at the top, you, you can go like a guy like Miguel Cabrera, Castellanos, and uh, just kind of keep it simple with these top of the order kind of guys. I, I still don't mind it though, Grant. Uh, I, I get this game may may look like it, it's a game that kind of you want to stack at at first, and then you're like, yeah, maybe I just stay away. Uh, I could totally see that uh, that taking kind of get behind that. It, it stinks. His hard percentage is not that uh, that high in uh, you know these 2017 and 2018 seasons so far together. If you, it's under 30 percent each, you want that to be higher than 30 percent. So uh, I don't know. Maybe this is a game if it's gaining ownership throughout the day and people are just uh, chasing it from uh, you know what they thought yesterday and see the nine total. Maybe it's worth staying away from in tournaments. I do think there's guys to play, though. Uh, you know, Machado, he's on fire. He's such a great bat. Adam Jones, I think he's in play. Uh, Trey Mancini. So there's guys to like. What about the Orioles side? Do you have any interest in them? Yeah, yeah. I'd say the Orioles side is a much, much better place. I mean, Liriano last year gave up 33% hard contact to righties. So he can give us some bombs. And he had a 12% walk rate. As we said, there's times where he's dealing. There's times where he's just walking everything in sight. So there's a decent chance that a lot of guys – are on uh, on base, so it kind of gives you a little bit of a floor. I mean, you don't like walks generally in DFS, but this could easily be a spot where a lot of guys get put on base, and then a, one bomb, you got a guy with 18 points almost immediately. So I think Man, Man, ah, Machado's in play. I think Mancini is probably one of my top three or four favorite plays on the slate because he's only 3,700, and he's, he's, he's a good hitter. Like, he hits righties real well, but – I expect him to regress a little bit more to for lefties. Um, and then, obviously, Jones, I think, is a fine play at 3,600. 
Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think that top of the order, like if you compare the Tigers top of the order to the Orioles, which one do I want more? I like that Orioles one more. A little Mancini, Machado, and Jones. Maybe mix in like a Danny Valencia uh, if he gets a nice lineup spot. So uh, kind of wait and see with the Orioles. They could have this, like a nice value play, kind of batting that two hole. I don't know who will, but they've been kind of mixing and matching different guys. There. I don't know if Jace Peterson gets in there again, but I guess we'll have to take the wait and see approach. Uh, but I, I like the uh, I like those three Orioles at the top that we kind of mentioned. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, let's move on to the next game, Grant. Uh, 8.5 total here, Oakland Athletics and the Houston Astros. And we got probably the pitcher you have to play in cash games on this slate, right? Because pitching is so ugly, and uh, he's got you know nice spot here for him. It's it's Lance. Make you want to dance, but colors. This guy, uh, I love him. He, I love his stuff. I think he's really talented, and he gets the Oakland Athletics. The one thing I worry about is that the uh, the lefties, right? Uh, they can cause some problems because what the uh, Oakland Athletics like to do is get really lefty heavy at times. But I still think there'll be enough righties in there where it'll be fine for McCullers. And he's just the most talented guy on this slate, and I think we kind of have to pay for him. Do you agree, Grant? I mean, in cash, absolutely. In tournaments, I, you can make the argument that you don't have to pay for him. I mean, there's not a lot of great pitching options, so he's going to come in incredibly highly owned. And we have seen him at certain times get a little bit wild there with the walks, which one of the teams I worry about uh, with walking guys is absolutely Oakland. So while he is the best play in cash just because of his K upside and his K floor going against this team, like he can get into trouble here and Honestly, like one of the best, maybe the best GPP stack on the slate might actually be these athletics. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't know, Grant. I, I can't get behind it. I do think that like when you think about McCullers and that price and say that you find a cheap starting pitcher that you can get behind, uh, if you can find that, then I could consider making Alex Wood my SP1, uh, who we'll get to. Uh, it's a little further down, but uh, I like him a little bit. And at that price, if you're having trouble getting in bats, I could see maybe McCullers falling off just because that price is expensive, right? It is still a pretty high price tag for him. We have him at uh, 11.2K. So, yeah, I just – I don't know. I, I like him. I big fan of him. He's someone that I want to definitely roster. Uh, it's like when I first look at things, I'm going to jam him in. I'm going to jam an Alex Wood and see if I can make things work. And then I think like that's at least in cash games. And then uh, if, if I can't get the bats to work properly, I'm going to have to ditch one of them. And, and it could be that I end up ditching with colors. I don't know. So we'll have to kind of see, but, uh, and that, that athletics lineup, right. It's going to be super important. Uh, correct. Because that's, that's a team whenever you have a pitcher against, I feel like you have to see the lineup before you pull the trigger. Correct. I mean, I think regardless of where they roll with the line, they're going to have Olsen batting probably in the 4-5. Or they're going to have, they'll have Davis, Olsen, Chapman, 3-4-5 almost, or 4-5-6 regardless. I don't know what order. And then they'll have Jed Lowry in there. They'll probably have Joyce at the top, Simeon batting second. Like, I'm not saying that McCullers is a bad play. It's just there's an eight-game slate, so it's not a massive one. Like, he is the best, like, point-per-dollar pitcher or not even putting Pidal, the safest pitcher on the slate with probably the most upside, especially going against this lineup. But there is so much volatility with this Oakland lineup, especially on the road. So many guys that can walk it. I mean, you look at the lineup, the 30% walk rate to Joyce, 10% for pretty much like everyone else in the entire lineup. They are a scary lineup if you get a little bit wild, which you've seen McCullers do. It's less likely to happen, but when you're playing the ownership game with their low implied team total and McCullers being the chalk pitcher, I'm 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 really liking this Oakland team, but McCullers still is probably my favorite pitcher on the slate. 
Well, I mean, right, you also have like, uh, you also have Alex Wood. Like, I know you said you were starting to say point per dollar, but I, I know what you meant. You kind of meant like raw points, which guy had the most. But uh, I think you can argue maybe Alex Wood at his price is the better point per dollar guy possibly on this slate. So. I mean, you can make the argument that a lot of guys are point per dollar, but when we're talking about just strictly, like, there's not a Coors game. There's not, there's no team I don't think that has over a 4.6 implied team total at this point right now. So there's not huge bats that you want to force into your lineup. Because of that, like we've seen multiple slates this year, pricing's been soft, where you can just jam in any batter you want in the entire slate. Like you can you can just make your perfect optimal team. Pricing is irrelevant. This isn't quite there that with this slate, but it's it's one of those where pricing is less important than it normally is. Yep, I can I can agree with you on that. Uh, well, I think we talked about that enough. Daniel Magnin, uh, any interest, or we just cross him off and start talking about the bats? I mean. If you want to go real ballsy, you can, but I would highly suggest against it because he's not that great of a pitcher and it's not that great of a matchup. Yeah, Astros have the highest total on the slate. They're at 5.34 runs, so that's obviously an offense we're going to want to uh, target here in this spot. Uh, athletics, I, I'm not going to play in, but I, you, you made your case for it uh, possibly in GPPs uh, because obviously they're very boom-bust. Uh, what, what about the Astros? Any, any interest in those bats? Because, again, they're, they're going to be the highest total on this slate, and uh, they got some kind of expensive bats, but I think they're, uh, I think they're certainly in play. What do you think, Grant? Yeah, I mean, uh, Megan isn't really a high-K pitcher, and, I mean, a lot of these Astros bats don't really strike out at a high rate. Um, they tend to do well against lower or semi-lower velocity fastball pitchers. So this is just going to be a chalky spot. And Cash, I would suggest – if you can fit them in there, like if you're not going Wooden McCullers, you want a few of these Astros bats in there. Obviously, Springer, Altuve, Correa are the top guys that you want to go with. Um, but Reddick's fine. Curiel's fine. Bregman's all fine. Um, in tournaments, a full stack's absolutely in play, but they are going to be heavily owned. So I don't know if it's entirely worth it. Um, but it's it's still like it's the highest projected applied team total for a reason. These are all good plays from strictly – a point per dollar or not even just raw points uh position yeah and one guy I like in the stack too that uh you know haven't mentioned yet is uh guriel he's kind of back and he's a guy that hits righties better than lefties he, he's really kind of crushed them so uh, he's a guy that i like i won't be uh, missing out on him i think in my stacks and someone i want to definitely be considering here again like up and down the order springer altuve correa reddick guriel uh, bregman I, I have all interest in them and uh mccann a catcher because catcher's never a fun position in the roster this is one of the best offenses to target here so definitely all of them are in play and guys you want to load up on it's just a matter of the price right if you're jamming in like two higher price pitchers high high priced pitchers uh it'll be really tough to kind of get these bats in there but uh, i think they are certainly in playing guys that we want to target uh is that about wrap it up for that game grant you want to go to the next one yep all right rockies marlins eight total here uh just know the roof was closed yesterday so i don't know what it'll be tomorrow that's always important right the roof when the roof's open it's kind of hot out in miami so that obviously helps the park a little bit even though it's more of a pitcher's park but uh, something i obviously check all the time and we got uh, two guys here, German Marquez and then uh, Wee-Yin Chen. Uh, I believe this is his first start of the year. I haven't really seen him on many slates, so uh, we get him back in our lives. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Uh, so what are you going to do with this uh, slate? Is it Chen or is it Caleb Smith? Uh, I'm seeing – yeah, Rotograna's page says Wee-Yin Chen. Where are you seeing Caleb Smith? Uh, I'm seeing it over on DK, and I'm seeing it on the other uh, DK page. So right. I, I, would see, I see it on DK as well. Oh, you're right. Well, he said, I don't know. 
Uh, that's, to, I'll, I'll check other places. <clears throat> yeah, check around. Uh, I don't know who is going to be the guy there, but I'll talk about Marquez a little bit. And I, I think he is certainly in play here. Obviously, we're scared about the lefties, right? We're scared about the Derek Dietrichs and like the Justin Boers. Those are the guys that can kind of hurt you a little bit. Uh, and yeah, I was actually so it's funny. I'm looking at the Rotogrounds lineup page. It says Wei Ying Chen as our starting pitcher for the Marlins, and then batting the nine hole is Caleb Smith, which I don't think that's possible to do. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's Caleb Smith. It, it's Caleb Smith right now. Okay, yeah, that that that's what I'm thinking. It just might be a little bit of an error here, so I'll have to get that fixed uh, hopefully. So yeah, Marquez, he's the guy uh, against Marlins. I don't mind him, Brad. I think he's in play. Uh, it's just it's not because of the matchup. It's not be, because of the price. It's more so just the slate is ugly, and I guess it is the price a little bit like. 6,300 is kind of nice, and it's just, do I want to play, you know, Luriano, Kashner, Williams, Vargas, Magnin? Like, when I look more and more about it, it's just, I think Marquez, if you're going to go cheap, he's the guy I'm kind of interested in. And then also for cheap, we have Caleb Smith, and, uh, you know, he had a big 28.3 outing. uh, You know, he had a Uh, 21.8 against uh, the Shadow Cubs. I don't know much about Caleb Smith. Uh, Doesn't seem like a guy that I would really want to roster a ton, but again, uh, 4.5K is really cheap, and if you're jamming in the bats, I don't think it's a day we have to, you know, get in those expensive bats for sure. But, uh, Grant, would you like any of these pitchers down here low? Because I really think Marquez is an interesting tournament play at 6.3K. What about you? I mean, we don't have a huge sample size of Caleb Smith. I remember looking at his minor league numbers and not being terribly impressed, but he is 4.5K. So if you want to fit in some high-priced bats and McCullers, like if you want to stack Houston and do a little corollary, thing with McCullers there I think Caleb Smith is viable strictly from his low price point and going against Colorado on the road kind of makes it a little bit better obviously there's a few guys Story, Arenado that both really scare you going against the lefty but this price tag is just so darn cheap that I think it makes him viable and I mean Jeremy Marquez is someone that's always like he's always on my radar for tournaments regardless if he's even at home or on the road but uh, he's a guy that can strike out huge clips of guys in any given matchup. And obviously Miami's not the best hitting team in the league. So I think that he's viable too, just based on how bad the slate is. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. And it's like, we're just, yeah, we're trying, trying to make things work. Obviously if you put the bats in it, it'll be kind of tough. You're going to have to kind of get creative at times it seems. So uh, yeah, that's kind of it with the pitching. Uh, it's not a, it's not a spot where we love these pitchers, but uh, I do think that they're, uh, you know, they're kind of in play. Like Marquez's price just a little too cheap, and it's a bad Marlins offense. And then uh, if you got to go cheap, I think Smith would maybe be the guy. But I don't know. It's just like uh, it's sometimes you, when you when you kind of fill out the bats, and if you love the bats enough, say you're making an Astro sack and you're pairing them up with like Wood, uh, you're probably running out of money. So uh, just trying to think of different ways to make things work in tournaments. Again, we don't love the pitching here, so sometimes it doesn't hurt to sacrifice a little bit in that position. Uh, so bats in this game, Grant. Uh, I don't know what I kind of want to do here. It's like Arenado, right? He is certainly in play here against Smith. He's a guy that I obviously like. Uh, I really don't I don't have interest too much interest in a lot of these guys on the uh, uh, Marlins side of the ball. It's like maybe Justin Bohr. Uh, he's still three. Oh, maybe three maybe day. the best play on the entire slate. Yeah, I don't know about best play on the entire slate, but I do like his price. Right, three point three k going against a righty that like is not that great of a pitcher. Um, one of the most talented guys in the majors. I have, I have a huge border. That's that's that, let me let me say that first. But I love this guy, and he seems to be hitting the ball all right since his piss poor start at the beginning of the season. Um, I Boar is my favorite play on the board. And yeah, he's, he's probably going to draw a lot of ownership. 
Yeah, he's certainly going to be a guy that we like. And if you look at first base just as a whole, there, there's some decent bats here. And, like, the highest price one is Miguel Cabrera at 4.5K. But, uh, man, like, that, that price is really appealing on him. I don't know what he did to DraftKings to deserve this price, but they really they hate hated him. him all yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, it's a crazy price tag. And, uh, I mean, I don't know about best play on this league, but he's really good play, uh, definitely. Uh, maybe you are right. Like this, I think point per dollar wise, man, it just seems like too cheap for Boar. Uh, I will load up on him against the righty. And again, like I said, I do, I don't mind Marquez at that price, but uh, that, that lefty, the, the biggest bad I fear in this lineup is Boar. He's going to be a scary guy to face every time through. And he's a guy that I'm definitely looking to play in my cash games in tournaments. Love Boar here in this spot. Uh, he's talked about before is Arenado against the lefty. I think he's always in play. If you want to pay up at third base, that's fine. Same with Story, too. Whenever he hits a lefty, that is always good for him. Uh, so I wouldn't hate that. But, uh, you know, other than that, I think that's perfectly fine. I, those are like the main bats I would target and just move on. Uh, it's not really a spot that I want to stack up that much. Maybe just pick my bats here and there for some home runs. What about you, Grant? That sounds good. I mean, Marquez gets blown up every once in a while. I don't mind a Miami, like probably not full stack, but three to four man stack. I mean, I think Dietrich's in play. I think Boar is heavily in play. Real Muto has been crushing the bar ball. This guy, Brinson is, he's a pretty good prospect. He's been hitting the ball real well this year. Maybe he gets bat higher up in the order, but probably not. So, I like all those guys in a three, four. I mean, if you really want to go five, man, I think Castro's fine. Um, but yeah, my like this is an eight game slate. You got to do some weird things. So much ownership's going to congregate on the Houston stack and with McCullers and Wood. So going off the board with this Miami stack, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. Okay, and, like, I guess, like, if you're looking, sometimes we always have to find, like, what's the cheap stack that you can stomach uh, on the slate if you pay up, double pay up for pitcher. That might be it. Uh, The White Sox aren't uh, that cheap anymore, which they were kind of the cheap stack, and they're – I know those, those, those outfielders are still cheap, but those other guys are starting to get a little priced up. But I think that's a good way to segue, Grant. Let's go over to the White Sox game. Uh, and uh, they made you some money on Thursday. They made me some money on Thursday. So I definitely have a little bit of interest here. Uh, what's your kind of take on this game? We have Scoglin, who's a guy I think we want to target. And on the White Sox side, uh, I don't have a pitcher here. Do you have one uh, scheduled? Because uh, I don't know who's pitching here for the White Sox yet. We don't have that yeah, available. I don't know why it's not here. Um, it, yeah, I don't think they've announced it, which makes things fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Talk, talk about that real quick. I'll just make a quick uh, Twitter search to see if I can find it, but talk about what you, you know, what, what white Sox I guess you like. Cause we, we don't like Scoglin, correct? We're, we want the white Sox side of the ball um, more so rather than play, pitching Scoglin today. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's just, he's not a great pitcher. Uh, like I guess you could make the argument of him going against a high strikeout white Sox team, but they're just crushing the ball. Like I'm, I'm fine with pretty much anyone. Like any any of these big hitters, Mikado, Castilla, Davidson, Trace are all four of the better plays on the slate for GPPs. I'm fine with all of them in a stack. I don't know if they're going to go crazy like they did the other day, but I think they're all decent enough plays and probably don't play Scotland. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I'm not playing Scoglin, and then man, I I don't know who this pitcher is. So guys, uh, we're looking now. We do this the night before, so it's kind of tough to figure it out. If the team's not going to tell us who's the pitcher, we can't give you that. So uh, I don't know. I don't really play the Royals that much anyways it's more so i maybe pick a guy here and there right like i whenever i see a bad pitcher i pick out a mustakis or a duda right because duda's been too cheap or maybe salvador perez at catcher because catcher's just terrible that's kind of normally the the guys i mainly play and that's kind of it is that kind of the right take here yeah uh if it's a righty then for i don't moose might be a little bit difficult to throw in there um for cash and i mean he's he's always going against right he's always in play for tournaments 
Uh, Duda, 3-3. I think I'd rather just go Boar um, for cash and probably for tournaments. So you can pivot over to Duda if you don't like Boar and you need a cheap option. And Perez, I mean, cheap catcher, depending on who he's facing. So, yeah, just wait to see who's going to be on the board there. Sorry we can't tell you, but we have not been told. Yeah, nothing we can do about it. Uh, I think that's fine. We can move on to the next game. There's also no Vegas uh, total for this game, which makes sense. Uh, let's head over to the next one. We got three more left, Grant. And this one, uh, New York Mets, San Diego Padres. Got an eight total here. We got Jason Vargas, who uh, replaced Matt Harvey, who's a bum. Uh, I hate Matt Harvey, so uh, very happy he's out of my uh, Mets rotation right now. And then uh, San Diego Padres, we got Joey Lucchesi. Uh, he's on the mound here. Uh, who do you like? Yeah, I have any interest in one of these lefties? I mean – Honestly, I, I don't – I mean, Vargas, he started off the season well last year, but he really tailed off towards the end. I don't – like, it's a decent matchup going against San Diego, but, like, I, I, I still don't have any desire to use Vargas going out there throwing, what, 88-mile-per-hour fastballs. Has he even started yet this season in the majors? I can't remember. No, no he, he, he hasn't started yet. He, uh, you know, came over from the Royals, I guess, and I think he was pitching uh, down – he's pitching uh, He's pitching down in, like, the minors, I believe. And, uh, yeah, or maybe he was just injured. I don't know what exactly happened with him because, again, he just first came up. So, uh, first start, I, I'm normally, like, take the wait-and-see approach, especially with, like, even with good pitchers. I'm normally kind of cautious with them. So, I'm probably staying away from uh, Jason Vargas here. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to expect from him. And, uh, I know pitching is kind of ugly, but I just think we kind of stay away from him. Yeah, when he pitched for the the Vegas team, he had uh, he went four innings uh, last time out there, four innings, three hits, three earned, two walks, four Ks, and sixty six pitches. So uh, that's kind of what we can expect here. And he, you know, he, he went went through rehab, so obviously he was he was hurt. Uh, so I just take the wait and see approach with him, right? I don't think we have to mess around. Correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think Luke Chesney though. Like, it does interest me a little bit just because of the slate. It's 7-8. Like, he's priced up a little bit more than some of these other guys that I have a little bit of interest in. But he has pitched fairly well in the majors so far. We don't have a huge surplus of information. I mean, he only pitched half a year in A+. plus. only pitched half a year in double A. He only pitched one year in single A, like, and not even a full year. Like, we only have 22 or 30. I think we have 30 starts for him. Uh, in the minors and for all like every single level he was pitching at a fairly good level he gets a decent amount of ground balls like doesn't give up a whole lot of home runs he has a decent k rate depending on where you're looking at and so far in the majors in five starts he has a what is it 24 percent k rate or 27 percent k rate so I mean I'm not really terribly worried about this Mets team, especially going against the lefty, because you have to worry about less about Bruce and Conforto. So, I mean, he's in play. He's definitely in play for tournaments. I mean, and honestly, I'm not going to fault you for if you're not going Wood, then he's one of the better cash game plays. Yeah, uh, and I actually found like an article about Lucchesi. I'm going to retweet it if you guys want to check it out. Uh, I retweeted it. I I, I don't know much about Lucchesi still, and uh, he's a guy I haven't really ever considered rostering. He just never kind of came into play, and uh, looking at the slate more and more, it's like I wasn't thinking I was going to play Lucchesi, but I think we have to consider him more. And just looking at the Vegas total, like it becomes more in play for me. So I'm going to read it up and just kind of make sure. But if you guys want to check it out and read more about him, it's it's a, you know, it's a fan article. Uh, 
So yeah, definitely something that's uh, very valuable to read and has good information. It's hey, by, by, by Paul Spore, who's a pretty uh, pretty smart guy. So I like to read his stuff. So if you want to check out and read more about Lucchesi, again, we don't have a lot of data on him. Uh, that's been one of the biggest issues. I remember at the start of the year, we didn't have much information. And uh, this sample size is still not that big for my liking. So uh, definitely someone that I'm going to have some interest in, I think, just because uh, this Mets lineup, they get, they get a little bit of a downgrade. This is going to a San Diego ballpark, more of a pitcher's park. We see Lucchesi as a minus 129 favorite. And again, Vargas isn't great. That, that's part of the reason why. But uh, this Mets offense is also one that I'm not like that scared of targeting at times. Like, sure, we have Wilmer Flores who can hit lefties pretty well. Uh, Cespedes, but like guys like Conforto and Jay Bruce, they're, they're two of their biggest bats are, are lefties. And that's going to be, you know, something that neutralizes them a little bit. So I think Lucchesi is in play. A really interesting tournament option. Uh, cash games, I don't know if I can get behind it at 7.8K because, again, that price is still kind of expensive. Uh, it just feels weird, right? He's the third highest price pitcher on this slate. Actually, sorry, fourth. Uh, once you actually finally throw Alex Wood in there, but uh, I mean, let yeah. me let me let me say this: like McCullers and Wood are the two top cash game pitchers on the slate, but people might not be happy with the bats that they're getting in their lineup. I mean, I'm generally a guy that likes to pay up for two pitchers and just slum it a little bit on some bats. Um, but if you're not the type of person that wants to do that and maybe wants to pay down a little bit from Wood just because you want a few bats really badly, then Lucchesi is one of the better ways to go. Yeah, I, that, that's perfectly fine. And I, I agree with that, right? I'm someone that uh, I love to get in those two uh, top SPs if I can. Uh, but some people have different builds, right? Some people like that. Uh, I'm a big Stars and Scrubs builder in NBA and others aren't. So uh, I totally get uh, totally get when other people take different routes. And if you want to take Luchesi route, I don't hate it. He might be the guy that I end up uh, going if you're not t- taking any of these uh, any of these other guys. So uh, like him in tournaments, definitely someone that's in play for me. Uh, the bats. I do think Wilmer Flores on the Mets is, is in play. I mentioned him, but I always like taking him against the lefty. Uh, I know it's not the best ballpark, but he's someone that intrigues me a little bit. And then against Vargas, like some of these righties, like uh, I, I have interest in them. Uh, a Christian Villanueva, uh, maybe a Margot, a Perella. I'm not saying the Padre stack is my favorite, but if you can get them for cheap and, you know, they have a nice implied run total and uh, Vargas's first start out there and you'd say, say he struggles. Uh, he totally could. And then we get that Mets bullpen. I don't know. Uh, we don't love the bats on this slate. I think the Padres could be a little interesting as a cheap uh, stack that we can pull off today. What do you think, Grant? I mean, they're, you, you can play them. I think there are a little or a few other, I think, stacks that are cheaper and have more upside. So I'm not going to be on San Diego, but like I'm not saying they're bad. Vargas could obviously just get completely blown up, um, but they're not guys I'm going with. I understand completely, though. Yeah, uh, again, it, it's definitely it's one of those like you know you're playing the four, the eight dollar one of those cheap tournaments. I don't hate it as a, as a stack over there. I think it's in, intriguing. Let's go over to the next game, and uh, we have two really talented pitchers going against each other. Uh, actually, so uh, we got Tanaka, who's a good pitcher, but the matchup, the Angels, not one I like to target. They don't strike out a ton, so it's obviously uh, a frustrating spot. And he's he's you know it's kind of a pick him right now. But uh, Tanaka, a guy, I think he is a, someone that is in play on the slate. But I, I don't know. I think there's just better pitching options. Right? I get it because there's not a lot of pitchers and. If someone said, hey, I'm playing Tanaka, I wouldn't be like, oh, you don't, you shouldn't do it, but I think it's someone that I'm not going to play. What about you, Grant? Would you play Tanaka? You can. I'm not going to. Like, yep. <laughs> That's exactly it. Like, he's not, there's not a huge amount of safety here. Like He does have huge strikeout upside in any given matchup, but tends to leave some of his pitches hanging that just get bombed out of the park, which is why he has a huge home run, home run per nine rate and a huge home run to fly ball rate. So I don't, I don't think this is like – just a matchup where it could happen, but the Angels are not a team that you really want to target because uh, they don't have a huge K upside and they don't 
They can they can hit bombs. I mean, I get it's in Los Angeles, but I don't see a whole lot of reason to go there for him. Yeah, that, I agree. And like, I'm just if Tanaka beats Alex Wood, I lose. I'm just gonna accept that. Uh, I'll take that stand and I'll be happy with it. So that's the approach that I'll take. What about Garrett Richards on the opposite? Side? I mean, Garrett Richards has been really good this year, and he's a guy that I, I think I'm gonna keep targeting because DraftKings hates him too. He's in the club. Like him and Justin Bohr, uh, they're they're two guys that DraftKings just hates. Like, why is Garrett Richards seven K? I understand they're playing the Yankees, but he's been really cheap all year long, and all he's done is pitch pretty good outings except that Oakland game. Uh, he's been really good. He had him outing against Cleveland, right? That's an offense that we're, we're kind of worried about. And he had a 27.2. Like, he was really solid. I remember not playing him in that game, and I was mad at myself because I was like, man, he was just too cheap. And I still feel like it's the same situation, right? I have an offense that I fear that I'm kind of scared of, but Garrett Richards is too cheap. I kind of don't mind the idea in cash games and in tournaments especially. Taking a shot on Richards, just 7K is too cheap of a price tag for him, Grant. So what are you doing with Richards? I don't. I wouldn't go there in cash games. I don't think like this. This Yankees lineup just scares me too much. But he is my favorite tournament pitcher, like by by a pretty decent margin. He's got good stuff. He's got a great K rate going back to the beginning of last season. Where him generally is walks, and he has had multiple games where he's walked make a lot of guys, but. The last game, he only had one, so it makes me think that he's on the right or in the right direction. Uh, 7K is just way too darn cheap, and the upside is here going up against this ridiculously strikeout-prone Yankees offense. Yeah, uh, agreed. I definitely, definitely Richards is a really good tournament play. Someone that at that 7K price tag, man, I like that. And put maybe a Richards and a Wood combo together. Just They seem just way too underpriced. That would be a really nice tournament play to go. Uh, I kind of like that. So, uh, And it would probably help you get in those Astros bats if you like them or maybe some other expensive bats uh, if you want to get them in there. So definitely like that. Uh, big fan of uh, Richards and tournaments. Like that call that you had, Grant. So let's move on to uh, the bats. Uh, of course, like Yankees bats are always in play, right? And they're also expensive uh, today on the slate. Uh, I don't want to play them against Richards. I'm going to fade them. Uh, they definitely get a park downgrade too. Uh, I know the pitching environment's going to be uh, not the best form. It's like going to be 70 degrees and wind blowing out the left uh, at 10 miles an hour. At least that's what it says now. I'm not the weatherman, so uh, stay tuned to Roth. Maybe that'll change. But that's what it's projected at this time. And uh, this is like, like way, 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 uh, you know, like, I don't know how many hours it is, uh, but they were doing it the night before. So 23, 23 hours. Actually, wow, it is almost 23 hours. Never mind. Yeah, it's one hours. Yeah, it's, I think it's yeah something like that. So it's a while uh, from them. But anyways, uh, basically, bottom line is uh, I, I, it's a good hitting environment, but can we play the Yankees? I'm probably not doing it. What about you? Yeah, I, I don't think that I'm going there. Like, there's – there's like, I, I understand. I might have, like, a full Yankees, just one random full Yankee stacks in there just because they can go off at any given time. I mean, if I'm looking at anyone in this offense, it's just DD with a smoking hot start, and he's going up against the righties. So that also holds a little bit of value. He's a guy that doesn't walk a whole lot and doesn't strike out a ton, so he's going to be putting the ball in play. He gets a good amount of hard contact. He's the guy that I would be looking at if I'm going with anyone. Otherwise, I'm just going full stack and hope Richards gets into one of his real walk-heavy walk innings and ends up giving up a bomb. Yeah, uh, what about the Angels? Uh, any interest in those bats? I'm kind of passing. I just don't think against Tanaka it's the right spot. I get it. If if he, the one thing that's nice is if Tanaka gets blown up, you get like the the bad Yankees uh, bullpen guys. Like obviously they have good bullpen guys, that, and uh, but you get like the the guys that uh, aren't aren't the the talented guys, right? You're not going to get uh, Araldis Chapman and and all those other guys uh, getting like thrown out there uh, if if he does get blown up. So uh, I don't know. I'm not going to do it. I know the Angels are a talented offense. Do you have any interest? 
I mean, I have a lot of interest in the power guys. So pretty much Upton, Trout, uh, Tani. Like those are the guys I'm really looking at. I mean, maybe you can go Kozart. Maybe you can throw in Kinsler. I don't mind either of them. Uh, I will stack them one or two times because Tanaka is always a guy that can end up in any given start, just giving up six or seven bombs and still like they like if he's not pitching well a lot of times they tend to leave him in for a while there and just to let him see if he can get out of it but he got he's a guy that just like occasionally his breaking balls won't break he'll leave him out over the plate and he'll just get taken out of the yard so one of these guys with a decent eye trout up to natani can take him out at any given time i don't mind the mini stack here i don't mind full stack here in big field tournaments um and yeah like they're all fine plays they don't break out as great point per dollar plays just strictly because Tanaka is a good pitcher but you don't know if it's going to be one of those starts where he just gets bombed yeah uh definitely think that's uh perfectly in play I, I have this rule I pretty much play the Angels stack uh at least like once uh well most days pretty much uh for like the first two months just because I knew this offense would be an explosive offense it'd be a team that I'd want to be all over and maybe if I have such low ownership and if it, it could get ugly and we just don't have a lot of bats that we love uh, at least like stacks. I don't have like a stack from all over. So I don't hate that call grant. I think it's like a nice, like, uh, you know, again, like $4, uh, they, they're cheap tournaments. They're not putting your whole bankroll on or, you know, a big tournament or anything like that. So uh, that's kind of the approach that I'll take with that one. Let's go to the last game this late. And uh, yeah, Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, San Francisco Giants, one of the best places to pitch. And we have Alex Wood on the mound, who I love on this lake and have a lot of exposure to. I think he's a really good option. His Giants offense has been struggling a ton this year. And then uh, on the opposite side, we have Johnny Cueto or Chris Stratton. Grant, do you know who we have yet? Have we confirmed that? No, no. It's There's conflicting there's conflicting reports all over the place. I mean, what I'm seeing, though, is that it's going to be um, most likely be Stratton, I think. But, I mean, I'm it's, it's just not telling me, like – it says like over, uh, like over on RG. I think they have Cueto. Over on uh, DraftKings, they have Stratton. It's over on RG. They have both Stratton in. He's going to be pitching both games apparently. So I have no idea. Either way, I think I don't have a lot of interest in Cueto just because of the price. Even though he's pitched real well, I do have some interest in Stratton at his price just because he's too cheap there at six nine. Yeah, I think if Cueto's in there, I'll pass. Don't like that price. If Stratton's in there, I mean, he's been pretty talented. He's someone that I definitely think I, I want to be playing. Uh, Dodgers offense has not been as uh, great this year as I was expecting. So, uh, and again, the pitching's not not that – I don't know. Maybe the pitching's not as bad because the more and more we talked about it, I like more pitchers it seemed like. Uh, but Stratton's just a guy I'm kind of buying the talent a little bit, and I think he's certainly uh, someone that is in play and someone that we can definitely uh, consider. So, uh, yeah, Chris Stratton, if he is in there at that price, it just – seems too cheap so I, I think he's in play uh more of a tournament play wouldn't be really playing him in cash games but love Alex Wood uh the more and more I think about it Grant I kind of think I have Alex Wood as my number one over McCullers just from a like a point per dollar perspective and just someone I want to be all over at least in my cash games and even in tournaments uh I, I loved Alex Wood last season and uh, I don't know it just seems like a good spot against the uh Giants and I love that park too it's always a always a good spot for the pitchers yeah yeah no I mean I still think I have McCullers over him uh Maybe not over him for cash, but I'm going to be using both of them there. For tournaments, I think McCullers has much higher upside. Has, definitely has less safety, but like I said, that Oakland offense. There's a lot of volatility there, so it can go either way. Um, I don't think I'm using any bats from this Dodgers game. Maybe yeah. at all. 
Yeah, no, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pass on that too. No, uh, no bats for me, Grant. So I uh, don't think I need to play him on any side. I'll just pass completely. Uh, that, that brought us with the slate though, Grant, let's go into our segment, uh, the stack of the day. Uh, so yeah, not the prettiest slate to pick out your stack, Grant, but do you have one ready to go? I mean, from a big field GPP perspective, it's definitely Oakland. Like I said, the colors can get wild. I think Oakland and Anaheim are, from an ownership perspective, my two favorite sacks on the day, and from a game theory perspective, my two favorite sacks on the day. Also, you can go Miami. I'm going off the board on all these because Houston's going to be crazy chalky, and the other decent spots are going to be fairly chalky too. Yeah, I, I, get, I get you trying to go off the board there with that. Uh, man, it's tough. I'm trying to figure – I don't know which I want to pick as my stack of the day because I really, really don't like these uh, don't like these options uh, that much. So, uh, I don't know. Let's – oh, it's a tough one here, Grant. Uh, you know, I, I like that. I mean, I know it's uh, – you know, it seems like they're, they're starting to heat up the Orioles. They've been hitting a lot better recently. They were bad to start out the year, and they're hitting a lot better. I'm going to go with Baltimore against Liriano. I always like stacking against Liriano. One thing that Liriano is great at is uh, walking batters, and when you walk batters and then you give up the long ball, that's always good. Nice little correlation there. So I'm going to stack up the Orioles. I think that that's going to be a team that I like to target a ton here, and we'll have a lot of exposure to. Uh, and uh, kind of kicking myself because I didn't get uh, Machado in my cash games because I played Suarez, obviously, for Super cheap on Fandle because uh, the pricing was absolutely broken, and I'm going to have to go back on the well with Machado. He's just been crushing the ball so much. Uh, and I like this Orioles stack, so that'll be my stack of the day. That'll about do it, though, for us. Uh, we will get on out of here. Any final thoughts, Grant? Lock in Justin Bour. Just lock that mofo in. All right. Uh, all the Justin Bour here, I like him, too. He's going to be a guy I'm definitely think I'm going to get some exposure to. So you heard from me. You heard it from Grant. We are going to get on out of here. Uh, we are out of here. And, uh, yeah, uh, go uh, go Jazz. Uh, three minutes left. Or there's, it's a three-point game right now, Grant, and there's 24 seconds left. So we got to pull for the Jazz here. Thunder are down three. So uh, we need the Jazz to pull this one out. So we're going to get out of here. Go Thunder. No, go Jazz, Grant. All right. We're going to get out of here. See you guys later. Goodbye. Thank you, kids. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations.